It's the same old story. It's been a long day at the job, or maybe it's just starting to feel long, and you feel that urge to stretch your legs and get a little bit of a break. You walk down the street, or maybe you get behind the wheel of your car, and you feel the weight begin to lift. You walk through the doors, and the sound of the place starts to clear the air. You get a table, you order your drink, you listen to the sounds of the bar, and soak in the conversation. Welcome to the TNE Speakeasy with your hosts, Caleb and Isaac. Listen in as they discuss a variety of topics, such as the Star Wars Redux series, the Book of Boba Fett, and the history of AEW. bought the Bioshock collection on Switch. Oh, cool. I haven't played it yet, but I'm just saying I bought it on sale. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I did see it was on sale. I was thinking about buying it, too. Yeah, that Switch, by the way, is really good like, by itself. Like, when not hooked up to a TV, it's insane like what you can get out of the graphics. Like, it's almost making me prefer it over, like, a TV. Oh, really? <laughs> that's how scary it is. Yeah, I'm just like, wow, this is... I'm impressed by this. It's interesting. Yeah, I didn't think I would be this like into it, but it's like handheld consoles, man. Like, it was the PSP, man. Like the PSP and the Game Boy got me for that. So it's like returning to like a handheld console, but it's also a legit console as well. So like, I can't complain really. Yeah, that thing's great so far. I'm really, really enjoying it. Yeah, no, Nintendo, you got my thumb. You got my approval. It's such a wonderful machine. I'm glad you guys made it. Oh, son of a gun, I just realized something. Uh, in, in our episode one comment, or discussion, excuse me, which is, where was, uh, what's that guy, Boss Nas, in the very end of the movie, or at least during the battle? Boss Nas sounds like a rapper. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, Boss Nas. I'm the boss of the king. Well, he, you know, he's a, he's fairly overweight. Um, I'm sure he is not very... A battle ready so he was probably just hiding in a bunker somewhere oh my goodness yeah i didn't ever i never thought of that until i think i don't know if i pointed that out in the episode one commentary but i yeah i, I was always curious i was like so he's he's talking all this stuff he's like we are proud warriors and i don't even see him on the battlefield I'm like what is this we uh being friends <laughs> and i'll be in the bunker <laughs> yeah but he's we being friends for him, like for the Gungans, like for, between him and the, the the Naboo and the Gungans, but like those are his like friends and his his comrades out there. Like why isn't he participating with them? I figured he was like a frontline general. Oh him? I mean, you, did you see the guy? I, mean, <laughs> I don't think he's very active. He, he's too. He's hiding in his bunker, eating his his big you know feasts and planning the battles. And, oh, and he's like, oh shit, I don't have a cell phone. How do I tell them the battle plans? Ah, screw it. Pass over the next bit of uh... <laughs> send, send it by carrier pigeon. <laughs> or whatever the equivalent is on, Naboo, on the Naboo. Yeah, that was such a fun discussion. And um, I might jump ahead the line and just do Attack of the Clones next. Because Sean told me that his usual co-host, Steve, 
um, was like, absolutely, I want to come on for these if you guys are willing to have me. So hey, nice. Five people. Oh my goodness. I know. I I don't know how that's gonna go, but I will. I will kind of. Okay, this you're gonna hate me, but I'll try to be like the MC of that. Where because there's, I don't. Let's let's put this. I'm not trying to direct people. I'm not trying to like order people around, or I like doing that. It's just like. There needs to be a semblance of order here, so that's why I'm just like, you'll always hear me. Okay, you, go. You, go. Then you, go. Um, just, yeah, just... I'm not sure if you'd be the best person to be the MC because I always feel like you don't want to interrupt people, so you hold back. I, I frequently try to jump in to, yeah, try to direct things, but then I get so wasted. So That's the reason why I'm <laughs> that's the sober reason. one here. So it's like, and <laughs> I will interrupt, but... I'll interrupt only for somebody else to make a point. Let's put it that way. Especially if everybody's talking at once. I'm like, all right, we need, we need, we need, we need order here. I will be the judge and smack it. Whereas, like, I will not most of the time interrupt somebody else's thought process unless I have a joke or, or some snide remark of some sort. Yeah, and I actually thought that the four people one actually went pretty well because you and Sean are always so nervous about interrupting. And then me and Eric are a little bit different. <laughs> me and Eric just... Yeah, it's funny. Me and Sean work well together. I mean, it's not like Eric and I don't work. It's just like we all work well well together. I don't know what it is. Yeah, and it all works. It's... Yeah. I'm really looking forward to this. This. Uh, yeah. So what I realized is, Caleb, we can do what I initially planned. Where we watch episode one, two, CG War... No, yeah, CG Wars, then three, oh. then... Um, what is it? What, what would be in between? Roge one, then solo, then four, five, six, then oh, seven, no. eight, nine. We can do this. Oh my goodness, we can finally do this. So my like ideas finally worked. Yes. Hey, you can bring it up to them next time we talk. And yeah, no, we're doing this. We are <laughs> absolutely doing this because it's like you said, chronological order. So it's like, nope, we have to do this. Not release date order because we already mucked that up by going doing prequels before originals. Uh, oh, oh, yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why I got confused there. No, it's, it's okay. That's okay. I get it. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I'm, I'm yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm fine with that too. I don't really carry the weight this time. It's only because like we're doing because you know it's a different discussion now. So it's like let's 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 do these now. Let's let's go through these and talk about these uh, in this sequential order, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's definitely going to be a, a very different uh, style than the last because uh, yeah, you. I feel like when we went through them last time. By the time we got to the prequels and that stuff, you were so beaten down. <laughs> and I was all excited to be like, oh, I can't wait to bash this stuff. And you were kind of like, uh, I'm just exhausted by this Star Wars thing. I don't want to bash it. I just want to be done. <laughs> well, I had nothing really to say about the originals. And that was, you know, that was the flaw of that one. But And also because, again, in that time, I wasn't really in a good mood at that point uh, outside of this podcast. Let's just say my real life was not reflected very well. Mm. Um, wait, no, was that 2019 or 2020? I think by the time we got to the prequels, it was 2020. Oh, yeah, because Rogue One was 2020, I believe, which was a better year for me. 2019 was not a good year for me. Mm. Yeah, 2019, oh, man. That was a rough year, no doubt. Rough year for me, too. And also, I did. if you if you didn't realize, I didn't watch any of them. Pre, I didn't pre-watch any of those. <laughs> oh, I remember, yeah. It was basically me explaining what was happening through the, throughout most of the movies. <laughs> And yeah, I, yeah, see, like that's why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember in my notes. I always wrote like, "Okay, um, Star Wars Episode Two. It's the Caleb show. He uh, gives all of his complaints, and Isaac, you know, 
kind of comments on his complaints, but it's mainly me just talking the whole time, giving my uh, my rants. <laughs> I guess those are just hard for me to assess. I think I feel I feel like I did a better job with episode one last like mm -hmm. just on Saturday, but maybe I'm wrong on that. No, yeah, I I think it yeah definitely came out better overall. Yeah, when you're not talking, like you talk about scenes instead of talking over them. Yeah, yeah. Because like, what what else is there to talk about with that, eh? Like, like I mean, over a commentary. Whereas like discussion is like that's the perfect place to talk about it. Yeah, that's fair. And it's so long that those prequels and there's so many boring scenes. <laughs> See, it's hard to. What do I say over this? <laughs> like do a do a three-hour commentary or however long it lasts of dune oh yeah but, but actually i was gonna say that's why i think that redoing the holiday special would actually turn out a much better show because i feel like just a discussion of the highlights of oh this i can't believe this terrible bit it was so funny rather than us watching it and just feeling like we were being punched in the gut and being like oh my god like how are we gonna continue to say things over this terrible crap do we go in sequential order of like from start to finish? Is that at least I want to do that? That sounds like almost a commentary, yeah. but it's just like no, 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 no. Let's, instead of jumping every other place, let's kind of like go in sequential order if that makes sense. At least try to keep a timeline going here. Yeah, we could try that. Yeah, sure. Again, it only I'm not saying like that's what always needs to be done, but sometimes I do like. It, like going along but then again i see the openness of like no if we close ourselves in it's just i want every almost like every major scene to be discussed we pretty much discussed every major scene in one yeah and i'll, I'll say this i didn't want to say this when sean was there because uh sean's currently watching this show and isn't caught up yet but of course i'm caught up with book of boba and i don't know if you've heard anything about book of boba so cad bane shows up and luke skywalker shows up that those are two things that show up but what's the real thing to talk about with that show is that um basically the last two episodes boba fett wasn't even in them he had a cameo in episode two or the second episode the fifth sixth episode i mean yeah because man mando shows up eh mando becomes the lead character <laughs> the the first episode that introduces the mandalorian is a mandalorian episode with no ties to book of boba whatsoever and the second episode has the loosest ties, and it's just another Mandalorian episode. And it's like, why the fuck did you call this show Book of Boba? <laughs> yeah, it's actually got a good. It's got a good like title going for it. I mean, I don't know why. I was just like, that's strangely a cool title. I don't know why. And the sad thing is, it's the like central plot of Book of Boba finally started to get interesting. I was like, okay, I'm finally getting a sense of like what this story is gonna be. And the next thing you know, the character is completely gone for two episodes. And I was like, w I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. You just, like, almost sabotaged the show. And then they were good episodes of The Mandalorian. But terrible episodes of Book of Boba. So. <laughs> yeah, when your title character is nowhere to be found. Yes. Um, do we have our priorities <laughs> straight here? When the central plot is just completely on hold for two episodes without any continuation, it's... It, I was shocked by that. Absolutely shocked. And I think Dave Filoni directed both the episodes. And I was like, dude, like, just make these Mandalorian specials. Don't insert them in the middle of your show. Oh, that's a good idea, actually. Like an hour-long one, almost. Yeah. yeah. It, it, there was some really cool stuff. All the Luke Skywalker stuff. I was shocked how convincing the effect was. Hey, yeah, I was going to ask. What did you think? 
Oh, it's this is the best that I've ever seen this effect. Bar none. Oh, you know why? Because they got the deep fake guy, or the deep cut guy. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> I told you that. Remember where they bought they bought him out, or they like hired oh, him? Oh man, they were like because they were they were so like impressed by what he could do um, at home. They're like, "Bud, you gotta come, you gotta come work for us," and they did. And so that's probably why you know Luke looks like Luke. And not only does he look like Luke, he looks just like him. Like I mean, there, when you have like non-close-up shots, I could absolutely believe we were back in 1983 or 84, and this is what he looks like now. Oh my it, goodness! It's perfect, absolutely perfect. It's convinced him, ladies and gentlemen. He is actually—I'm not saying Edie's words, but like, could they recreate uh, 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 Tarkin, Grand Moff Tarkin? That's you know, it would be a thousand times better now, I'm sure. And there's now talks of a Luke Skywalker solo show. I'm on board. It's that good now. The only downside is the voice. I can always tell that the voice isn't right. And so that takes me out a smidge. And sometimes the motion, like if the character's like turning his head a lot, you can see where the effect is. It like breaks the illusion a little it'll, bit. It'll get better through time. Like the fact that we yeah. have this deep cut fake technology... Uh, mixed in with like the most powerful animators in the world, like the, the most powerful um, effects studio in the world, like this is the golden age of that. Like we're finally near photorealism with with computer effects. Like we're almost there. Yeah, and the the saddest thing is we have two fake things, Grogu and Luke Skywalker, interacting constantly, and the one that looks much worse is Grogu. <laughs> All the movement, there's all these scenes of Grogu, like, jumping from rock to rock and having to, like, you know, control things with the Force. And all of it just looks... I mean, I don't want to knock it, because I love the practical effects, but he does not look convincing jumping around. Oh my goodness, is the CGI overtaking practical effects? Lucas was right. <laughs> he was right all along. This was his dream. And the difference for me is I've never loved Grogu like people do. People love that Baby Yoda. For me, I just always thought that he was the... Uh, just he kind of damaged the show in a little bit because of all the humor surrounding him. And so, yeah, trying to see him as this serious kind of Jedi character just does not do anything for me. I wish that they would just evolve that effect so that he could speak and be, you know, like not a baby anymore. I'm just bored by that completely. Sure you want to hear what comes out of his mouth? Oh god, and Luke even did this thing where he made like a Yodaism. Then he was like, I knew I knew a master that used to look like you and he'd speak that way. And it was kind of a fond recollection, but it was also kind of like, is this the way that you're gonna speak? God I hope it's not. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be so embarrassing if it is. Oh golly. <laughs> and uh Oh what else is there? Else is... Oh yeah, so again randomly I once again was watching a video today. I was admittedly I was listening to Duel of the Face again just because of how what, such a good song it is. And I keep I just start scrolling down to like the other videos that are on the page. And of course there's Luke Skywalker in the Mandalorian I'm like or not the Mandalorian sorry, Book of Love Fett. I'm like, okay, so there's a spoiler. Um and it's like the title was something like was clickbaity and or just like a generic Luke Skywalker is making the same mistakes the Jedi were in the prequels. Yes. I'm like, hmm, okay. And I like said not not interested. So I was gonna ask you instead, what do, what do they mean? That's what pissed me off. Yes. I see, okay. 
I fucking hate the prequels. It just, they make me so angry that they've completely changed what the Jedi are. So Luke Skywalker, now he's training Grogu in the way of being a Jedi. Mm-hmm. And Ahsoka is hanging over his shoulder being like, oh, you know, like, you're doing good. This is what my old masters of old used to do. Uh-oh. And it's all about separate yourself from your emotions. Have no connections to anyone. You can't Uh-oh. ever see the Mandalorian again because you need to be isolated from your emotions in that way. And isolated from, you know, feeling love or connections to people. And it's like, what the fuck, Luke? Do you remember being in the original trilogy when you didn't do any of that and you had your sister and your friends that you loved? You're not a fucking prequels Jedi. (laughs) So it makes me so angry that Dave Filoni loves that stuff. Oh, no. Because it's just complete crap. See, I wish that was Ahsoka saying that stuff since she was there. Uh, In in this this continuity, I mean. Like, she was there in this continuity. Oh, no. That's, Mm That's so bad. Also, what episode is Cad Bane in there? Um, he showed up in the last one. Okay. It was, um, uh, the Mandalorian was like, um, oh, Boba Fett. Like, because Boba Fett shows up briefly. He's like, oh, I've got an idea of someone who could help you. I'm going to go and meet that, um, do you remember we watched that one where it was kind of like a Dune episode with Timothy Oliphant? Yes, that guy. Yeah, who had, who had the armor. And we saw Boba. He had the armor. Yep. Yeah, the Mandalorian was like, I'm going to go and have a chat with him and see if I can get him to help with our kind of current feud that we're in. And when we went there, the Mandalorian visited him, and then after the Mandalorian left, that's when that guy showed up. Oh, apparently the Mandalorian has a name now, eh? Yeah, I don't remember what it is, but yeah, he said it for a while, but I just can never remember yeah, it. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just still calling him Mandalorian. I'm just like, oh yeah, he's got a name. Um, where's I going with this? Yeah, I just, is it the same, is it the same voice? I mean, I guess, I don't know if you've heard of Cad Bane's voice before, but, like, I wonder if it's no, the same voice or not. I've not gotten to that character okay, yet. that's fair. He'll be in season two of CG Wars. Yeah, I recognized him from seeing the images of him. But, no, I I was like, oh, isn't that guy from Clone Wars? That was my response. And then I saw another, like, video recommended to me saying, hey, Cad Bane is better than Boba Fett. I'm like, okay. <laughs> not okay. interested. <laughs> I'm sure character-wise he was probably better. Because, yeah, he's not a character, really. He was a, just a design. Which was fine. That's all he needed to be. We didn't need him to be a character. <laughs> Don't worry. One day I'll put out my edit of Return of the Jedi, and things will begin... <laughs> this will make... What, this will make, <laughs> begin to make things right. No, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just kidding. It's not. It's just a fan fiction. <laughs> yeah, that's when they started to damage Boba Fett. Yeah, Return of the Jedi. I forgot about that. Especially in the uh, special edition. I don't know how I'm gonna do this. Like this is this is so funny, but like pre like first off, I gotta learn how to edit. Um, <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna do this. So like I said, there's no Death Star two. The most I could see it p- taking place on is the Super Star Destroyer, um, the Excelsior or the Executor. Um, but yeah, the most I could see it is it takes place on that. Like the whole like like the whole conflict with with Luke with Luke the Emperor and Vader is all taking place on that and that flagship ship and then somehow I want to bring in you're, you're probably going to disagree with me on this but I somehow want to bring in Lando uh, with the Millennium Falcon I think it would and and somehow splice in footage of of them fight like the, the, the attack going on um of them like taking on basically the, the the fleet, if that makes sense. 
What do you think? Do you think that would work? I, I think I'd have to see it <laughs> to really know. <laughs> yeah, no. You, I, you have to see it, so I got, I'm, I'm going to have to make some cuts, aren't I? Not, not cuts, <laughs> cuts, but like, I'm going to have to make some, like, well, yeah, cuts. That's what it's yeah, called. Make some storyboards for me, and I'll, uh, you know, I'll be like George Lucas, be like, hmm, let me pick up this storyboard, hmm, get on my rubber stamp. <laughs> I think the movie should start off, like, okay, the, I don't know if I want to have the title crawl in there or not. I mean, it's still going to have the title crawl. It'll have, like, Star Wars Return of the Jedi, and then it's, sh- I have to cut a bunch of stuff out. I have to, I'm not going to insert my own dialogue in there, or not dialogue, I'm not going to insert my own, um, letters in there i'm gonna like it's air words paragraphs i'm gonna just cut out stuff and then it's just gonna go on like so it's usually how there's three paragraphs right well i might have to only compress it down to like one or two it's fair because like i said there's no han solo there's no leia there's no chewbacca there might not even be like r2d2 nor c3po there might be r2 but not c3po it's not even gonna be a long movie it might only be like 35 minutes long (laughs) if you think about it but um it should pro- i don't know if it should start off with vader coming out of hyperspace no it shouldn't be it but and there's like i said there's no death star so let's see again it either starts with luke going being on dagobah and also i want to insert a poorly in there like five years later or something like that or maybe like 10 years later or something like that what what, what do you think of that mm, 10 years might be a little bit long okay like six years, something like that. Okay. Five, six years. You know what? Yeah, we'll do six years because everybody does like even numbers, even though six is an even number, but five is usually like a number people like. So we'll go with six. Yeah, that's something else. Okay. <laughs> Definitely lots of ways to improve that movie. <laughs> that's fair. Again, I just want to, I, I, I like getting your opinion of these things, even though it's it's still like my vision at the end of the day sorry that sounds so selfish to say it's like my vision but like no I need to ask people for like you know what do you think of this so Caleb how was Royal Rumble 2022 um the only thing I didn't get to watch was the 30 man for whatever reason my uh that's a shame now cut off halfway through it ah crud but I watched all the matches, and I watched the Women's Royal Rumble, which their uh, RR was really good. I don't know if you want any spoilers about who returned uh, this year. I think I saw on online somewhere it was the, the 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 crowd was aroused when the Rouse returned. I certainly was roused into my seat. I was like, "Holy crap!" I heard the rumors that she might show up, but now she's here, and I'm pumped. And the Bella Twins were back, and they were fantastic. And Lita, oh, yeah, that's right, returned again. Um, unfortunately, because I'm, I'm kind of, I used to not be a fan of Charlotte Flair, but she just plays such a great, uh, world champion heel that I was disappointed that she lost in that round, Ronda Rousey won, but, but it was still a good, good, uh, rumble. And, uh, what else? Oh, there was a big match with Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins. Oh, nice. And, yeah. Oh, did I say Brock Lesnar? I meant Roman Reigns. Okay. Sorry. Wait, wait. <laughs> I was getting confused because Roman Reigns was doing some weird stuff and moving from match to match. So, but so, what? What was it? Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, or was it? No, it was uh, Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins. Okay. Ah, so two shields uh, against each other. Yeah, and Rollins showed up in his old shield outfit, 
And he was like, Haha, you can't beat me. I'm your old shield brother and I fucked you over. And it was really fun. <laughs> Golly gee. <laughs> it was a great match. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's so funny because like I used to watch a show these two guys made that I didn't watch wrestling, but I basically got my information from them at the time. So this is like the 2010, mm. 2012, 14 era. And I had no idea who the Shield were at that point. I was just like, what? Why do they call them? Why, why do they call themselves that? Are, isn't people going to get like them confused with like Agents of Shield or like Shield on and Marvel? Like, what's what's this all about? Yeah, and I didn't watch the Shield stuff when that was on. I've only seen it in like retrospect, watching old matches and watching old promos. Yeah. So, because yeah, I was completely out of the WWE by that point. But it was really fun. Uh, Seth Rollins has been a lot of fun this past little run here but uh, they kind of fucked the finish over but I don't know if I just I guess I could spoil that nobody cares <laughs> no yeah I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like well, I guess for our audience it's fair so spoilers if you want to watch Raw or Raw <laughs> that's probably true but suppose if you're gonna watch the Royal Rumble yeah even though Roman Reigns has been a heel for like almost two years at this point he decided to take it extra more like crazy heel mm-hmm where he's like, because he's been like, I'm the head of the table, I'm like this super sophisticated, like, the best that there's ever been. But this time he's like, he lost and he's like, fuck the rules, and he got himself disqualified and, like, smashed a chair over his head a bunch and wouldn't stop, um, like, submitting him even, even after the match was done. And so later on we got a match with Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley, which was a pretty good match until Roman Reigns shows up and ruins the match by ending it and there was no real winner because he interfered and I was like oh boy here we go typical WWE stuff we get a great match and then you just have to screw it over with your bad booking so but there were good matches until you know the kind of screwy finishes but wow whoo okay uh that's that's something um one tune in to find out how that all plays out for the next three months or yeah i'll be tuning in tomorrow watching rocks it just aired tonight and i didn't get a chance to watch you're it you're not are you seriously gonna do the three hours i've been i skip around okay but the past like four weeks now i watch raw i watch smackdown and i watch aw dynamite so that's like seven hours of wrestling <laughs> man alive yeah that's that's a lot i mean hey i i i when i say applaud i mean like i applaud you for for watching that and getting back into it that's that's literally nice again i skip around i i can't deal with all of it but oh and edge edge and beth phoenix had a match against the miz and uh, maurice's wife or however you say her name yeah i heard about that Mar- I, yeah. yeah i don't remember how i say it but yeah I, was, I saw that edge and um uh, Beth Phoenix were having a match together. Not, not together. Well, was it together or was it like... Yeah, it's a mixed tag match. Ooh, okay. I didn't know they do those now. That's pretty cool. Yeah, they called it the It Couple versus the Grit Couple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, hey, man, I remember course... when... Uh, sorry, I, just quickly on a tangent. I, I remember, I guess, if, if they're pushing like Edge and Beth Phoenix together, I remember back in like the day... Um, when Edge and Vicky Guerrero, who was, I think, mm. she was either the head of SmackDown or it was um, Teddy, what was his name? I forget that guy's name. I like that guy a lot. He was he was a swell dude, but he got a hard Bald black guy? Yeah, he was, a, he was an older fellow, a little shorter as well, but like an older fellow. 
Teddy something. I don't, I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> Teddy Savali. No. <laughs> cool, but no, it was. I forget. I keep saying Ted DiBiase. That's somebody else. Um, Teddy something. But anyway, yeah, he, he was the head of... I, I liked him. He seemed like a, a, a reasonable authority figure. Probably wasn't. I just As a kid, I remember that. But yeah, she basically underhandedly took the reins of SmackDown from him. And Edge <laughs> got in bed with her. And they did this whole promo of her and him getting together and trying to take the undertaker down that that year in wrestlemania and then like edge goes off for a few months uh and then like i guess they're still together i don't remember but at some point then there was like a a video where edge cheated on some other woman i don't know who it was and then she like either brought the undertaker back to then take edge down uh, and send him to hell or something like that, or put him like do a hell in the cell match and put him in the coffin. I remember, and then like Vicky ple- goes on her needs and pleads. And that was also when Edge had those twins. Who was? Uh, oh yeah, the Brood. Yeah, the Brood. Yeah, who were they? They were two guys that later became wrestlers themselves. It was, uh, yeah, it was Christian and um, oh, I love the other guy. What's his name? It's not a uh, Jack. Not Jack Swagger. No, it's no. a vampire gimmick. I don't remember who. Um. But yeah, that was yeah, that was that was that, that was kind of like when I was around and when I was watching SmackDown and stuff. Um, so it's just funny that if they're making Edge and Beth Phoenix an item, it's just it's just funny how they recycle stuff. Yeah, I think they're married. So I think oh, it was like uh, yeah, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. That's kind of like um, Brian Danielson and uh, one of the Bella sisters, I believe. Oh, I didn't realize. Hmm. I think so. I'm could be wrong with that. Oh, cool. I don't. I don't know. Maybe that's the same with John Cena in one of them. I, I could be wrong. I. I don't remember now. <laughs> At least this was ten years ago when I was watching that show, <laughs> wrestling show. They were like they were married. And that was the same with um, uh, what's his name? CM Punk and um, AJ Lee. Oh, I don't know anything about that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I could be. I could be wrong on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Gangrel. That's right from the Brood. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, okay. No, that's fine. I don't. I don't actually remember him. Yeah, Gangrel is pretty cool. He still wrestles. He's got like his own little pr- promotion, small little promotion. Oh, that's cool. That's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, but um, what was I gonna say? Oh, um, you mentioned the Attitude Era. Yeah, this match felt like a little bit of a flashback to the Attitude Era. Ah. Like we would get little scenes where Beth Phoenix would, you know, go up against the Miz or uh, oh, the Miz's wife. I think it's Maurice. She uh, gave Edge a Hurricanrata. Oh, and I was like, oh, and she actually pulled it off. I was surprised. I was like, wow, that's she, awesome. Because she was the whole match. She was playing like the like, oh, no, I don't know how to fight anymore. Oh, that gimmick. And so she was like getting her ass kicked. Yeah. And then she eventually pulled it out. But they even did a bit where um, uh, Beth Phoenix like uh, tossed Maurice over the through the, the ropes and she landed right on like the Miz, and it looked like they were like laying on top of each other on the ground. And all the audience was like, "Oh my goodness, we're scandalized to see this." And they looked around all embarrassed, and they're like, "Oh." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, this feels like a little much for the PG era." The uh, wait, wait. So both Miz and his wife, or uh, the audience? Yep. Okay. Yeah, they got up all, and the audience was like, "Whoa!" Like we don't want to see this. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the announcers like, "This is disgusting." Like I can't believe what we're seeing. Uh, ha ha ha. <laughs> Go back 30 years, buddy, and you'll see that it wasn't disgusting. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. At first I was like, because their whole 
this whole angle's been a little bit silly and it's been dragging on for a little bit too long. But I'd, that match kind of it, it turned me around. I was like, okay, this ended up being pretty fun. I'm glad they. You can sort of see why they like extend these storylines or plot lines because they want to like save it for like the big, uh, the big promos or the, 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 mm-hmm. the big show. Excuse me, the big show. Um, the big pay per views. There we go. Thank you. The big pay per views. Um, and it, that. Yeah, that's kind of it's it's literally like again as people point out it literally is like anime. It's 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 Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah, any of that kind of stuff where they have to basically like have filler episodes and it's like you know, what if I don't know if they could try this, but like what if they did a plot line and they just like le- left a week off to build the drama up for like the following week or something like that. I guess they do do that. Yeah. Yeah, and they've been doing things like um like it kind of I didn't see the start of the the Edge and Miz problem, but I saw where Beth Phoenix was introduced at the day one pay-per-view because Miz and Edge were having a big fight and then Maurice just kept, like, whenever the ref was turned around, she would, like, pull Edge's, like, feet and he would, like, fall on the ground and then she'd be like, I didn't do anything. And then she did one of those things and ended up losing Edge the match. And that's when Beth Phoenix showed up and was like, hey, don't fuck with my husband. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the day one. That was at the start of the month. So... All the weeks in between, they would do little things like, just like random little promos. But yeah, they eventually just like yeah, it started to fade in the background until finally came back for this. But yeah, if they didn't have any matches in between, that almost seems like the old style, like like the '80s version of of how wrestling was, right? Where they just did promos, and then they would mm-hmm. lead up to the pay per views. Yeah, no matches. That's something else, eh? Yeah, and it. Uh... Yeah, and they've been doing more of that stuff. I mean, again, with the Roman Reigns and and the Seth Rollins one, too. They built that one up for a couple of weeks. And they would, they were doing a kind of a cool cross-brand uh, thing. Cause of course, uh, I don't know if you know, but Rollins is drafted to Raw. So he just showed up one day on SmackDown. And it's like, ha, 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 like I've come back for, you know, for old time's sake. You're, I'm the one guy you haven't beat yet. And even though I was on the other brand, I'm still coming to screw you over. <laughs> Other brand. I thought you were talking about like AW. I'm like, wow, that's something. It's like, oh, other brand. Yeah, other brand. <laughs> it's just the other night. Like, if. Well, they make such a big deal about it now. I guess they do. No, that's fine. That's okay. You're right. They, they, they do. I guess, yes, because when I was watching SmackDown as a kid, I was like, oh, Raw's like the like the big league, basically. That's that's where all the important stuff happens in SmackDown. Not to say nothing does like important does happen on SmackDown. Like, SmackDown's like the. Uh, I don't know, like not kids playing by themselves or whatnot, but it's just like SmackDown has its own thing or whatnot. Raw is like things could happen between like both shows, whereas like nothing really happens from SmackDown on Raw. If that, if that makes any sense. Yeah, one doesn't interfere with the other and their plot lines. I don't know; it's hard for me to explain, but no, yeah, it, and it's still like that for the most part, where it's yeah, very much the brand that you're on is the storyline that you're in, and you don't intermix with the the other brand yeah it's true not so much um right now they were doing a lot of those kind of brand jumps and like like i mentioned uh brock lesnar is like a free agent so he's been going around from smackdown to raw like every other week and just screwing around with the people and so that that's been kind of fun having that little bit more of a you know mix between the two instead of it being so separate yeah that's that's a good point <laughs> yeah just just thinking about it like obviously, you know, people credit not uh, poke fun at the fact that WWE and any professional wrestling really is just what is it but just soap a soap opera. 
Um, uh -huh. A soap opera with, like, you know, catch wrestling and, and, and promos and whatnot. Uh, theater, if you want to call it. Just, yep. could you imagine going in reverse? <laughs> like, just just seeing where, like, how all, like, this, all of a sudden just, like, flows backwards and, <laughs> the like, just going back from, like, this PG era or whatever you want to call it, all the way back to, like, the, the aughts and then the 90s and then the 80s. It's like, golly, I, I want to know the person who would actually do that, where they, like, watch every single, uh, show ever going backwards oh my goodness yeah that'd be weird that'd be so weird <laughs> instead of seeing like oh tune in to find out what happens next no how did this all start <laughs> it all started here hey you ever wonder why yeah. we're here <laughs> and i guess i've been doing a little bit of that because i'll i'm going back and watching like old pay-per-views and stuff and you can kind of like oh, okay this is where this person was this year and oh yeah go back the next year see where they all went up and yeah, and I'm hoping that, because I've been using a service called uh, Sportsnet Now, I bought their little WWE package. I'm familiar with it. Yeah, and um, they don't have a lot of back catalog stuff. I see. Nothing archive. No, not really. But thankfully, the WWE Network, I, I don't know if you ever visit that site, but they will put out like free pay-per-views or free just random episodes from like the 90s or things like that. Yeah, it's, um, it's kind of similar to what the UFC channel on youtube does sometimes where they'll actually give away well not give away but they'll give free fights um to the public um kind of to drum up if a if a and it's in it's specific ones so for instance uh this is coming february i don't remember what it is what, uh we're gonna have israel adesanya versus robert Riddicker number two and they fought 2019 it was pre-pandemic so they're 2019 or like early 2020 before everything, you know, before the fire, before COVID took over. And uh, they just released a few days ago their first fight to drum up hype oh, cool. and an audience for the second fight, uh, which is smart. I'll say that. They didn't really, they don't release like mm -hmm. the entire like card. They don't release the entire night where it's just like all the mm -hmm. pay-per-views. No, they just released like one match. Um, there was another one they did that recently. Uh, who was it? Oh, it was the was it the Poye. Yeah, I think it was. Is it, it either Poye Conor McGregor third fight or second fight? Not third fight. That just came out. Or no, because that was the first. <laughs> that was just earlier this year. That's that's well last year. It w it was somebody recently. That's, that's all I can say. Yeah, and it's it's good to do that. Definitely smart to get people hyped for your next next big fight. Agreed. I, I certainly enjoy that. So, and how's AEW doing? If I if I may ask. Um, yeah, it's been a little bit of grinding the wheels lately. I've been a little bit less into their, their stuff shortly. Ooh, WWE swing, yay. Yeah, there's just been more going on. Um, I don't know if you know, like, Adam Cole. He's one of the more recent, uh, wrestlers. Not familiar with him. Yeah. Yeah, I've actually been watching some Ring of Honor stuff, too, lately. <laughs> Jeez, I've been watching so much wrestling. And I was watching some of his old stuff on there, and he was so good. But ever since he's come to AEW, he's been getting more of the spotlight. And he hangs out in the crowd of AEW people that I just have no interest in. I think their brand of wrestling is just really, just really lame. Interesting. <laughs> they, they're like the comedy wrestlers. Oh, I see. Slapstick almost in a way. Yes, very much. And they do like ridiculous matches that don't make sense. And And so because he's been more dominating the show lately, I've just been like, I don't really 
care about his brand of wrestling and his whole group that he hangs out in. That's uh, but still the CM Punk stuff, the Daniel Bryanson stuff, still great. That's a shocker. And and they've got a new um, new champion over there, and he also just doesn't like. He feels like a little bit like uh, like he's really the champion. This guy like doesn't quite have the gravitas that a champion usually has, you know. So that's fascinating. It's it's almost a reverse a new car a new new card excuse me where AW is starting to have WWE isms or PG thirteen isms or PG sorry not PG thirteen. Well, they definitely they definitely like to hang out on the you know the more not exactly R rated but fourteen A plus. Well, the Attitude Era that's what people want. Yeah, yeah, but it is a gigantic difference because you look at the I mean I guess they have four kind of. Um, people holding the top belts in wwe and i think all four of them are just fantastic and they they're the best stuff in the company so then it's kind of lame looking at the AEW world champions and they're just kind of like uh they're not quite they're not quite there yet <laughs> they haven't their their names are they're not household names yet yeah and they just don't carry the gravitas like when those champions in wwe come on screen all eyes are on them and for for good reason, they steal the show. Yeah, they just spew 100 level charisma. Yep, and also the AW uh, uh, world champion is a face. And I don't know, I uh, I feel like the champion should be heels. <laughs> it's just if you know, it's just not quite the same dynamic. It's the nature of things. Like you just can't have a face. That's why people didn't like John Cena's shtick. For mm-hmm. so many years, because he was the champion and he was a face. People just can't respect face. And thing is, you don't have to be like you can again. You could be a heel that everybody loves. That's that's the thing. That's mm-hmm. kind of the reason why. And it's Roman Reigns. If if nothing else, I think the Attitude Era taught us that, uh, especially with the '90s with anti-heroes. Like those heels were like anti-heroes if, if you think about it. Of like you know Steve Austin, like yeah, he was like the people's hero (laughs) and same with like the rock the people's champ but they they were not clean cut let's put it that way if if you may if you catch my drift whereas like the the 80s wanted to be a very pro um was it anti-drug and very clean shaven and whatnot to reflect the times and then the uh, 90s come in with the attitudes yeah i started watching this uh it's a free kind of um there's a whole bunch of free episodes on youtube let me see what it's called i think it's called saturday night fights um, it's an old WWE show that came up before SmackDown, and it was, uh, Shane McMahon on commentary, him and Jim Cornette, and there's been a whole bunch of Steve Austin stuff in it, and, uh, oh, I wish I could remember what that's called. Um, WWE, sorry, this is that, that's what you were doing earlier. <laughs> but yeah, he, he's like, yeah, complete, even though he's like the people's champ, yeah, he's like a complete heel to the WWE, storming into, like, uh, like the video booths and like tearing stuff around, throwing people out. He's like, I'm in charge around here. Shows up in Shane McMahon. He's like, I hate your dad, so I'm going to beat the hell out of you. And Ooh. Shane McMahon just looks terrified. He's like, oh, I didn't do anything. I got no problem with you. The WWE, <laughs> like authority figures and, and production staff. Yeah, just tears them all around. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, yeah, exactly. Um, that's, I sent you that video, right, of like, there will never be another era of wrestling than the attitude era um i'm not sure if you sent me that i swear i did but i'll send you again anyway anybody who uh, people please go look that video up it's such a good one it's like 
all the wrestling I need because of how like it's that that guy did a, such a good job of like explaining why there'll never be another like point in history where where wrestling actually like, means something or matters. Hmm. Yeah. Sadly, sadly, that's that's true. <laughs> Still, you can either go back and relive the glory days and nostalgia, or you know continue to support what exists yeah and there's there's still lots of great stuff happening again roman reigns i feel like is one of those great wwe kind of figures that really does make an, an impact and will be remembered for a long time like there's been a lot of champions that come and gone and they haven't really had much of an impact at all but he's definitely a big star but yeah yeah and brock lesnar's still there lesnar's great and you know, there's still some fun storylines. It's kind of nice having Edge back, even though... I don't know, I, I haven't loved his return as much as a lot of other people have, but... Yeah, that's fair. Who, okay, out of the roster that you are familiar with in, like, both SmackDown and Raw, who's the first person to go to AEW? Like, who's the most, like, likely chance? Like, just, again, just for argument's sake, um, complete speculation, who would who would go to the AEW? Oh, that's such a weird question. I don't know. I think Jeff Hardy's going there now, but I guess he's been off for a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, didn't he get suspended, though? Yeah, he got fired. They claimed um, WWE, I guess, were firing because they thought that he got back on the wagon oh, drug-wise. But yeah. It seems like that wasn't the case. It seems like they overreacted. They just offered him a whole bunch of money to come back, and he <laughs> said no. So <laughs> so I think he's going to, to AEW. Oh, his brother's over there anyway, so... <laughs> I think yeah. He's, he's yeah Matt Matt's still yeah okay Matt, Matt's go over there yeah I think he's still under contract where he can't go anywhere yet but yeah I think he's the next one up for them yeah okay yeah I'm not sure who else it the the roster that they still have that means anything like not the random like you know people who come in for just as like jobbers I think most of them the WWE really wants to hold on to because they lost so many good people well they also released a lot of well, a lot of people they also yeah, they, they lost them because they released them <laughs> I don't know if I count that as a loss loss is when you yeah. like when somebody quits and, and they willfully they, yeah willfully yeah, gave willfully them away I don't count lost when you like fire people like that's I just mean from the roster like there's so many like that aren't there anymore yeah <laughs> so, fair enough but I still like that's they intentionally fired those people it's like how is that yeah how's that oh they lost well okay yeah they they're reduced <laughs> in numbers but they did that intent they called their their staff yeah figure of speech but fair 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 call out because <laughs> yeah definitely big fuck up on their part oh there's their decision but and I think they're terrified about the the Jeff Hardy with the reunion with the Hardy Boys, I think they're like, "Oh fuck, we're really screwed up here." Yeah, if they do, <laughs> if AW does it right, oh boy, it'll, it'll go down really well. Yeah, and the thing I've realized with AEW is they don't have any management, like any sort of real vision behind the company. So if you have people like CM Punk, people like Daniel Bryan who can come in and be like, "Okay, I've been in the business for a long time, I know what I need to do to get over," then they'll do fantastic. But if you get people like Adam Cole who doesn't know, they'll just, yeah, screw themselves over. And I think Jeff Hardy, I mean, honestly, Matt Hardy has not been good in the company either. He's also part of that silly group. <laughs> he does lots of really silly stuff. <laughs> yeah. But, but if Jeff Hardy can get in there, maybe he could do some, some great stuff again. Because yeah, he's still really talented, still really, really valuable wrestler to have around. Yeah, when you sent me that one... Uh, video that one week I think when yeah when CM Punk came back 
uh, Matt Hardy was like a manager. I'm like, oh my, and he was a heel. I'm like, dude, I've never seen this before because I remember Matt Hardy used to be on SmackDown, like back in that era when I was watching, and I, I really mm -hmm. did enjoy him. I think I think Jeff was on. It's funny. I think Jeff was on Raw at that point as well. Oh. Yeah, they got split up a couple times. They got split up a couple times. But I always liked Matt Hardy because he was just another uh, face. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, it's funny just seeing him as a heel in, in that company. I'm like, that's actually pretty cool. And he's a manager as well. I'm like, oh, this could actually go somewhere. But I guess if what you're saying is true. It was, didn't go too well. It was cool for a while, but eventually it, it just started to get silly. That's <laughs> Yeah, I kind of figured. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, and Taz is there. Taz is another good... Ah, yeah, Taz. I love Taz. Such a good guy. Yeah, that's another person who just knows how to just knows how to do the business, right? Yeah, he's just been... He's he's been in it for so long, man. He knows exactly what he's talking about. Yeah, so he's got his own little faction, because Matt Hardy has his faction, the Hardy family uh, something. I forget what it's called. <laughs> and there's Team Taz, and his son just recently got uh, his debut match, Hook. And Hook has hey. got some real talent there. That's pretty good. Hope that goes somewhere. Yeah, so yeah, there, there's definitely lots of potential for for a, a good good new era. But yeah, wrestling will never return to the glory days of the Attitude Era, at least in terms of, of audience and maybe the free reign to create good stuff. I mean, AEW has the free reign, but it doesn't have the genius mind like Vince McMahon once had. <laughs> Does it need... Do you, do you think that's what it needs? It needs... Is it... Is AEW lacking attitude? That's my question. Not, not, uh, sorry, personality. Um, it's just lacking booking. I see. Like, it seems like things are like a clusterfuck, except for the areas where it's not. And those are the areas that have experienced people who know what they're doing in front of the camera. <laughs> Interesting. So it's almost like, instead of a... Pardon me for interrupting. For, so instead of it being like uh, one person in charge, it's like each... there. There's... There's multiple people that are kind of overseeing things, but it's not, I don't want to say committee, but it's like, it's, it's almost run by the seat of its pants in a way. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if you know anything about the company, but when it started, it was, uh, cause it's called all elite, Re all elite wrestling and the founders of it were the elite, which is Adam page. Who's the current world champion. Who I was saying, doesn't really feel like he has the gravitas to be that role. There was Cody Rhodes who has just turned himself into an absolute embarrassment and he's everyone like despised him at this point in AEW. Oh, does he what was his because his brother's gold dust yeah so but he had a gimmick in WB for a bit where he was also like the opposite of gold dust or whatever it was yeah i i vaguely remember him in wwe but i don't remember enough to remember the gimmick but his his whole thing in AEW has been like i'm the I'm the kind of like hero who's created this independent world for wrestling, and I'm like, like uh, he he treats himself like he's like a presidential figure, oh. but he's so pompous and so ridiculous, and everyone's like, please turn heel, please turn heel, because you'll be a, a better heel than being this ridiculous face. Yeah, that's so funny because like he was a heel when I when that the Earthing show I was listening to uh, was 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 going on like about like 2012 2014. Well, he wants to present, like, this clean image. He also does, like, a reality show and all this stuff, and so... Oh, golly. He, he's even, like, doing things where the audience will be like, Boo, stop talking, shut up, when he's doing a promo. And he'll scream at the audience and be like, This is why I'm not turning heel. I need to be someone who you can all look up to. And it's like, is he playing a heel who refuses to admit that he's a heel? It's, it's really weird. <laughs> but so there's those two... 
Then there's these these two guys who run the tag team division called the Young Bucks who specialize in comedy wrestling. And so they kind of they kind of control the tag team division and mm. lean into that comedy stuff. Okay. And then another guy named Kenny Omega who runs the the uh, women's division. He also is kind of like into comedy wrestling and so so those three were kind of the people who originally kind of running things but then once they brought more experienced people in the more experienced people did their own thing and it's all kind of split into these little factions yeah and you have the you have the owner of the company tony khan who's just like a wrestling fan but has no experience with the business and oh. it seems like he has no way to corral them all together to one cohesive whole okay so that's kind of the problem with the, the company right now but <laughs> I, I hear what you're saying, sir. Yeah, I, I, I get what you mean. Yeah, it can't be a problem. But still, it's it's cool to see it evolve. It's only been around for about three years, so. Hey, it's look at look at it compared to like WWE. Let's put it that way. And this is kind of like, you could still say WWE might have still had like a better chance because it, it 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 had harder to lift off or rocket off from because like. Again, like, AW at least has WWE as competition. There wasn't really that much professional wrestling back in the day. When w- I know Japanese had the wrestling. I'm not, I am can't deny them that. And there was also, like, other professional wrestling shows. Yeah, territory days. Yeah, but WWE was trying to be, like, this this new big, like, we're the, we're the, we're the top dog, basically. Um, you should be watching us, because we have these, these great uh, iconic fighters. Um... A, a, a gimmick per or if, if you will mm-hmm. yeah and yeah it gave them a lot of yeah they definitely have, i mean i'm not as experienced with those like 70s especially in 80s stuff oh neither am i but yeah i'm sure they were floundering around for many years before they kind of found their their direction their identity if that makes any sense so i i do hope that it comes soon i don't know if do they do they still have people in the audience now i i assume so oh for wwe uh, for both Oh, the uh, the Royal Rumble. Yeah, it looked like they just had a completely filled arena. They said it was 44,390 people. But the WWE is known to fudge numbers, so who knows if that's true. <laughs> but mm-hmm. There's a lot of fudging of numbers sometimes. But yeah, the arenas are definitely still pretty full. Yeah. But although I, I keep seeing things saying that they're like desperate to fill arenas and they'll do like two-for-one deals, but... <laughs> oh. Every time I watch the shows, they look pretty packed. But I mean, I'm, I'm still in like COVID t- I, uh, time almost of just like, okay, are they allowed to do this or not? Yeah, and there's always a mix of like people who don't know what the mask rules are. There'll be lots of people with masks, and then people with like masks that are under their nose or under, right under their mouth, and it's like, why are you even wearing it? So <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But hey, COVID's over, so I, I guess we don't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> Yeah, it's. I do wonder whenever I watch those things, I'm like, ah, like you guys are probably taking a big risk going to this event. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of anti-maskers with the old uh, wrestling business. But <laughs> wouldn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise me anymore. Seems like they're more right every day, apparently. Okay, before I know you have to give. I, I know oh, you have yeah. to do, but there's one more thing that I was putting off for Bell. Bell, sure. Let's quickly and we're just let's talk about bell yeah i'm hoping to see it this week oh have you not seen it yet no nope. oh you didn't oh is it because i messed you over last week again <laughs> yeah it's like oh well I, I guess if he's not coming i'll go see it are you day. fucking kidding me i'm so sorry i thought like <laughs> i thought you were just gonna go to it and oh well okay no that's more i was seeing if you wanted to go <laughs> oh okay but like 
did me not going with you uh, prevent you from going, or? No, it wasn't prevent. I just decided I'd go on a different day then. Oh, okay. Well, I... Oh, man. Uh, okay, well, I guess... <laughs> yeah, no, I... Well, I guess I'll have to postpone this one, this talk, because you haven't seen it yet. Sure. Because <laughs> I don't know if you're in it, unless you want to ask me something about it, or not get spoiled. Uh, no, I could probably just wait. I'm hoping to see it on Wednesday or, or Tuesday. Spoilers, I doubt there'll be a sequel. <laughs> There's usually no sequels in these kind of, like, big... Uh, the, the, these big kind of movies over there. Like, these big blockbuster-type movies. Um, Slice-of-life movies, if you want to call it that. I... Because, like, there's no sequel to Weathering with you. So, like, there's yeah. just going to be another Makoto Shinkai film afterwards. It's just, it's just like, next film of that person's cat. Just no different than, like, Nightmare Alley or Pinocchio for Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, and do you know this, this filmmaker? I wasn't sure if I had seen anything by him. Yes, so he did The Wolf's Reign. He did Girl Who Leapt Through, Leapt Through Time. Oh, And he did a, another film called Summer Wars and then Miria, I believe, is the last film he made. I think he's made some other stuff. I'm just going, I've been looking at articles of the film. Um, which, all those have been on my list to watch. Like, I've been, all, I've wanted to watch those films. Um, for a bit of time. And I should get on that at some point. I know you have The Girl Who Loved Through Time. Yeah, that's the only one of his films I've seen. Oh wait, what's this one? Oh, the Wolf Children. I've seen that too. Did I say Wolf's Rain? I'm sorry. It was the Wolf Children. <laughs> Wolf's Rain is something completely different. I'm sorry. Oops. Yes, Wolf Children, which is yeah, that was a good one. Based off of a comic, so it's a pre-established thing. I think every film of his has been some. Most of his work is original based, like uh, what's it called? Original IP. Thank you. Original IP. He did hmm. do a Digimon movie, I believe. Was it yeah. No, <laughs> Just I, looking at that. Oh, yeah, there you go, yeah. So this is, spoilers, this is his third movie where he deals with the digital world as, like, a, you know, separate dimension. Oh, cool. Yeah, spoilers, I guess. I mean, I guess you haven't seen the trailer, have you? Um, I saw it in the theater once, but I don't remember what happened in it. Actually, yeah. How did, okay, yeah, how did you first hear about this? Um, I'm always, at, at probably like twice a week, I check the special events at Cineplex. Oh, that's fair. See what's coming. And so I saw that, and then, I don't remember what it was in front of where I saw the trailer. Was it a Ghibli film at a G-Kids event? No, it would have been more recent. Okay. It would have been December, maybe, I I would have saw it. Okay. So I don't remember what I saw then, but... Uh, so yeah, so I was like, ooh, it looks so pretty, like, I can't wait to see that. And so I just... Oh, it's <laughs> certainly something else. Not something else, but it's certainly like it's got pretty for it. And then of course Brianna was sick for so long, and so I just didn't have really a chance to go to the theater. No, that's fine. Yeah, and then I asked you last week, and then <laughs> I'm planning on going either tomorrow or Wednesday, and hopefully getting a chance to see it. Yeah, see the. I'm interested in seeing it again, but I also want to see if I can actually. This is weird, but I kind of want to see the dub, even though I was, <laughs> even though I made a big stink about like the dub, and Tom just like, oh, I'm turning into a purist. Oh, I thought you did go see the dub because you went to the ten o'clock one. No, the ten o'clock one was at, uh, was at what's that place called? At the Odeon, Cineplex Odeon, in Coquitlam. Oh, okay. And that one was in Japanese. Um, which, oh, so that's where the confusion came from. Yeah, okay. sorry, I'm, you know, me being stupid as yeah. usual. Yeah. Well. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's only because I heard that I've been reading some stuff for the film, and I'll explain where I the film first, that the, the, the dubbing, the actor who's playing the uh, lead role, she's like an unknown. And she's like got this bombshell of a voice. Like she's just got this mm. incredibly talented voice. Um, one of those like once in a generation. I don't know once in a generation. Just one of those. And she's not on social media, and she's only like been in one play. And this is like her first acting role, and it's singing. And she's but she went to like did she go to Juilliard or she, but she went she went to a New York art school, um, and is heavily involved in music. So like. I, I'm just kind of excited. I, I kind of I'm intrigued. I'm like, all right, let's, let's see how this goes. Sure. I see it. But how I first found out about this film was that I, I got to send you the article because I don't remember it word for word, but it was this article of the director calling out Miyazaki for making the wrong kind of feminist movie or making the wrong kind of movie for girls. If I recall, hmm. this is like back in either July or like right around when the movie was released for Japan. Um, because it was like upcoming so it was upcoming for Japan at that point and it was saying how like none of the male female characters that Miyazaki presents are relatable he's basically like calling out like imagine I don't know who um, calls out Joss Wheaton for saying like oh your female characters are bland or whatnot they were good at one point but nowadays they aren't or he was saying something about how like Miyazaki's girls kind of fit into, um, I don't know, like a toxic side of Japanese society or something like that. I don't fully remember. Um, <laughs> again, I want to. Sorry, I don't. I'm paraphrasing. Everybody, don't take my word yeah. for. I, I want to find the article and I'll you know, send it to him so he could reread it. So I'm not crazy because I know it exists somewhere. Yeah, my initial reaction, of course, is like, hey, how could you? But yeah, I didn't read the article, so I don't know what his full complaints I are. I don't actually mind that when people criticize Miyazaki. I, I want to hear other sides of the story because, like, mm -hmm. he's fantastic, don't get me wrong. But, like, I do want to hear other sides of the story because there's always two sides, especially in a country like that where there's so many potentials mm. that could be like him or have, have made such influential um, medias and fictitious series. Mm -hmm. that makes any sense so yeah it's always fine to i mean i guess it's just my after you know finding out hey lucas is actually a hack it's like okay this probably means that nobody's perfect well that's fair that's fair you know the, the walt disney of japan himself probably isn't perfect either what a shock <laughs> anime was a mistake yeah. Yeah, I think it's funny for us because, yeah, we grew up yeah, thinking Lucas was yeah, just an absolute genius. I think me more than you. Let's be honest here. No, I, I did. It wasn't until okay. the years between um, Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Well, see, yeah, for me it was later, much later. <laughs> watching those movies, watching the behind the scenes, and just slowly the magic dying. <laughs> yeah, but absolutely before then, I was like, holy crap, this guy's yeah, an absolute genius. And then it just slowly, and then by, yeah, by the time Revenge of the Sith came, Sith came out, I was like, ah, I don't know, I'm not. Hey, <laughs> you you were almost swayed by it. No, <laughs> oh, when I first watched it, yeah, I was, yeah, yeah, no, I definitely didn't hate it the first time. I was like, okay, this is probably better than the other two, but it went all downhill after that. Yeah, it did not. <laughs> it definitely didn't uh, come away excited about it like I did the other two, sadly. 
even if I did think it was slightly better. No, that's fair. That's true. But no, that Miyazaki, man. I'm so excited for that last movie he's going to make. Oh, man. Knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean that in that it's, it'll be released. I just don't think it's the last film he's ever going to make. Well, part of me... I mean, I think it's almost done at this point, but part of me was worried he was going to die before he finished it. <laughs> That's, yeah, passed away before that, just because of what yeah. happened to Takahata and how he uh, passed away as well. I don't know if he was... I don't know if he had any films in the works or if he was done with that. That's like that's like um, Yoshiaki Kawajiri, where it's like I I hope he doesn't die because he's said he wants he's gonna do either a Ninja Scroll two or he's gonna do another mm-hmm. Vampire Hunter D. That's like I kind of want to see oh. both of those. Oh jeez, you're reminding me about our Hideyuki Kaguchi series. Oh boy, Hideyuki Kaguchi. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while for a lot of things, sir. Like. You know, Pilotsville, and trying to show Johnny stuff, and Suspiria. Okay, just quickly, just for speculation. Again, this is, like, you know, this is dating myself. What would it take to to make clo- the Clone Wars, CG Wars, wow you, exactly, and get you on the sa- in the same boots as Eric? That's my question, because, like, there has to be something... That would just make you go like, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. Good writing. <laughs> That's it, isn't it? <laughs> Everything I've seen so far is just, I mean, in, in, maybe I have to accept the fact that it's, you know, a, a kid show with like 22 minute long episodes. But everything I've seen has been too simplistic and just silly and just not interesting. Okay. Except for, like I said, that one trilogy with like the yeah. dark side, light side and the middle side. <laughs> yeah, really like that. So, <laughs> so. Comparing this to Avatar, because I'm gonna I'm gonna go there. Mm-hmm. What is it doing that Ava- that what what is Avatar doing that CG Wars is not? Mm, because because one. because in a way, sorry for interrupting. Because in a way, they're both. While book one of Avatar is kind of episodic, but there's still an underlying mm. story going on. And the same thing with Clone CG Wars is that it's under there, there's it's episodic, but there's still a st- like maybe not an overall story, but there's still like the plot air quotes non-existent plot is progressing yeah but we have such such a focused lens in terms of the characters in avatar i see clone wars jumps all over the place and you know we have an ongoing plot that we can follow whereas it's kind of jumbled with clone wars and i just honestly don't like any of the characters i see (laughs) i mean i already i already don't like um the characters in the movies but I, I just don't connect to them at all in the cartoon form because... Yeah. Well, they're different characters, aren't they? It's different, but in some ways the same. Like, Yoda feels the same. Yoda feels like the exact same. And it's like, I just, I can't stand this Yoda. I guess I was thinking of Anakin, mostly. Yeah, and Anakin does feel different, but I just don't have any connection to him. Um, I think the only one that I kind of connect to is Obi-Wan, but he's... Even him, I just like, eh. but But maybe I'll get... Maybe I'll get more attached to him as it goes No, that's, on. that's fair. I maybe pick a character and, like... But I, what I remember somebody saying is that, like, they really tried to focus on the whole, like... Because I don't remember if it was two or three that the title card was, like, there's heroes on both sides. Yep. <laughs> and, like, I guess it was Filoni's mission to, like, make that statement true. Of, like, I gotta stick with the canon. I gotta, like... Um, <laughs> what what's, What is the term in, in Loki of, like... The, the the golden timeline or whatever it was called 
Oh yeah, I can't, I can't remember. Sacred timeline. Sacred timeline. Yeah, it's, it's got. I gotta stick to that sacred timeline there, eh? Um, can't. And 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 they've been trying to humanize the clones. Like I can really feel them, you know, trying to make them distinct. Oh yeah. Uh, but it just I just don't care about them <laughs> so far. <laughs> Maybe I will eventually, but <sighs> is it just generic military men? No, they just feel like stock types, which is better than just blank nothing. But the stock types just don't interest me. That's, that feels like Rogue One. I see. You no, know, Rogue One. It was like these aren't real characters. They're just yeah cutouts that you insert into the movie. That's how the clones feel to me. Just yeah cutouts. Wow. Okay. This one's the spunky one. This one's the sad one. <laughs> this one's one who's always a fuck up. The seven dorks. <laughs> I mean doors. <laughs> and it's like oh, I just uh, I just don't care. I mean, and maybe I will eventually, but I so mean, far, yeah, they could do the whole. I don't. I don't know if they go into it, but uh, hey, I, maybe you'll enjoy the Zilla episode or the Godzilla episode. <laughs> uh oh oh in, in the clone there's a Godzilla. Oh yeah, I remember you mentioning yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> there's a Godzilla episode in the Clone Wars. Yeah, and I'm hoping I'll I'm hoping I'll see what Eric sees, especially when we get to that stuff that ties right into Revenge of the Sith. I'm excited to see that. But I'm telling you, man, like once Lucas kicks the bucket, they're like Disney's gonna go to Filoni and uh, maybe just Filoni himself, maybe maybe Favreau, I don't know, and say like, all right, can you guys like remake the prequels but in 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 TV show instead? You can use all the same like no spare no expense. You can use the same animation, but you got to remake everything. Go. Like, we're excising 1, 2, and 3. Now you can use all these characters, and you can flow it all into... Which would undo a lot of Clone Wars, by the way. They just basically... <laughs> they would basically undo CG Wars, and so they'd have to, like, start all over. It's like, oh, yeah. no, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, that, that could work. I mean, I don't know if we need any more prequels in the world, but... <laughs> <laughs> There's always, always room for more prequels. What if the what if a main show became a prequel? Like what if that ever happened? Like there was time travel involved and it became a prequel. Oh jeez, yeah, that'd be weird. Does that does that work though? Because like if it's a closed time loop, it could actually work. Well, the only thing I can think of that kind of did that was Lost. Okay, but that's that's we're not talking about Lost. <laughs> well, you're talking about like going into like a prequel. I guess so, but like well, that's not a mess. Do you know about that? <laughs> what they did there? You mean Mystery Box show? No, I mean the actual, like, the prequel. Because the, the the whole time, the first, like, four seasons, we're, like, learning about this mysterious island, learning about this mysterious base. Like, what does this all mean? The fifth season, they fall into, like, a time loop. And now they're there, and they're part of all of it. <laughs> so they're kind of like, yeah, it is kind of turning into a prequel, except they're involved in kind of setting up all the mysteries okay. that they all learned about. I see, but it's <laughs> kind of... Wasn't that decided not from the start though like was that the idea from the like this is an idea from the beginning oh i've got no clue nope yeah see like was that was that like abrams i I, i'm so hating on abrams right now but like i don't mean it's the guy but like whoever was in charge of that show is it was that their decision or did they come up with that idea like the fourth season like hey let's do that or is this like from the beginning because again i've got no clue i I don't know about much about them about the behind the scenes in that show. I mean, I'm so such an elitist a-hole. Not obviously, it's just elitist a-hole of like you know, like okay, Avatar is not perfect. I will 
perf- put that. I will. I will say that perfectly. It's just they did have a lot of stuff that was built. Not built. They 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 at least had a story from beginning, middle, and end. A complete story, kind of like the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Beginning, middle, end. That was it. They could do stuff in the future, and they actually had room to do prequels because they had. Again, I think prequels in that show would work because it's focusing on a different character. Yeah, you may know the outcome of the future, but it's like. It could still work if you told it correctly, right? Mm-hmm. CG Wars doesn't have that, and I'm not, like, saying that's a problem, because they didn't really know what they were doing initially. And I'm not, like, again, yeah. calling them out for that. I'm just like, I don't know if they fully knew. Because they knew that they were going to tell a story. I don't know if they knew everything. Yeah. Pro- I would imagine not, no. Because, <laughs> like, when they got air quotes canceled or whatever, I don't know if they they had those lost episodes and they had like a brand new season. I don't know if they knew that was going to happen. Like, I don't know if they wrote enough treatment to do that. Maybe they did. Yeah, I don't know anything about the behind behind the scenes for that show either. Maybe Eric does. <laughs> yeah, he probably certainly is. I'm just speculating on this part and trying not to spread lies or or or, or false information. Just you know what my speculation is, is only of just what I think, but you know, what I what I think doesn't matter. I hate to uh, hate to prematurely end the conversation, but yeah, I'm running out of time for my ramen. Oh no, so. <laughs> hey, that's fine. I was ending the conversation anyways. So we'll talk about Bell next time. Absolutely, it was good chatting with you. Yep. Good night. Yeah, I hope you have a good night. Peace. Mm-hmm.